Hello, my friends, it's Andy Falco Jimenez coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. And I am the host for the show and the president of the California Parent Alliance. And uh, I first want to speak to um, all the members of the California member, California member, California. <laughs> wow, I must have gone to a public school. Uh, uh, to all the members of the uh, California Parent Alliance or those of you that have um, signed up and uh, just began to follow our organization, whether it's on Facebook or within our, um, our podcast and give it a little bit of disclaimer. And that is, I'll be talking about the Placentia Yorba Linda School District because of course, that's what I don't, that's where we are. Uh, I'm in Yorba Linda, California. Our school district where I uh, reside is um, the Placentia Yorba Linda School District. However, um, our issues are not unlike other issues in other districts in the state of California. Now, granted, uh, we are fortunate enough that um, Oh, back in uh, 2020, we, uh, for whatever reason, we saw what was coming and we knew that we had to get some, what we considered conservatives or conservative Christians on the board because uh, there was five uh, liberals on the board that um, we could, um, we could tell we're not um, going to take our schools in the direction and have not been taking our schools in the direction that what our what it is uh, was representative of our community that lives in this particular part of California. And we were lucky enough that we um, mobilized and were able to get three, three people that we considered to be um, mostly conservative or conservative Christians on the board. Uh, we are a little bit disappointed in one of them. Uh, two of them are, uh, have held strong for the most part. Uh, and not even for the most part, they have held strong, but we have one who's wobbled back and forth and has become uh, quite disappointing. Now, I've been I've been told a couple of times now to give her a chance. And every time I give her a chance, she disappoints me. So um, I would say that uh, we are we are mixed. We have two liberals, two uh, conservatives and one rhino. So <laughs> uh, uh, our goal, I think, here is um, is essentially to replace three of the people on the board. All right. So at the end of this broadcast, which is I'm, I'm going to try to keep this as close to 30 minutes as possible uh, in the last um, 10 minutes or so of the broadcast, I, I want you to stick around because I really would like to discuss something that I think is really important. But in order to do that, I want to lead up uh, with a couple of things um, that I think are important to talk about um, uh, before we get into what I would believe I would think is the most important part of this particular broadcast. I want to report on uh, the meeting that we had yesterday. Uh, at the Placentia Urbana School District, um, a special board meeting that they had. Uh, I want to talk about what happened today with a, 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 a somewhat of a move of protest through our children in the school and what happened with that, at least as far as uh, I know from my little circle. And then I'm um, going to talk about um, uh, 2022. And like I said, the, the last bit, which I think is really important. And I want to talk to you about something that's called the miseducation um, what's the total title, uh, complete title here? The Miseducation of America. Uh, I want to talk about that before I end. Now, again, I understand I'm coming on at three o'clock or so when most parents are picking up their kids. So you will probably be seeing the, the replay as opposed to watching this live, unless you're sitting waiting for your kid to show up and you just happen to be watching now. Um, and so you may be watching this replay. Um, but I, I just would uh, hope that you watch the whole thing. Um, not that I'm that important, but I think what I have to say um, is important. And um, and I think you'll find it important too. All right. So uh, first of all, um, so I wanted to give that disclaimer. So those of you that are watching from uh, Los Angeles or Ventura or Conta Costa or wherever you might be watching from, 
I think what's happening here in Placentia Yobelina School District is relevant to you. And you can see that maybe somehow we may be just a little bit ahead because you may be stuck with, with five liberals or however, however many school board members you have on your board. And you meet, need to, the, the only way to make any headway is getting those people voted out and getting some people in that are um, like-minded and not trying to drag your children into an, an indoctrination camp uh, for the left. So um, first of all, yesterday's meeting um, was a special meeting to discuss. Originally, the uh, agenda item was to discuss going to a virtual school board meeting. Now, the uh, what came out in the meeting later on is that the our school board has become a dictatorship of one uh, by the name of uh, uh, Carrie Buck. Now, Carrie Buck has apparently decided as she was named president just a couple, this last month, as a matter of fact, um, has decided that this is a dictatorship and she makes all the decisions and nothing happens unless she okays it and that whatever her agenda is, is the agenda that is gonna be heard and nobody's other nobody else's agenda can be heard unless it goes through her. Now, I believe she's a puppet to Dr. El Sasser and El Sasser is actually the one pulling her strings and, get, and using her as a, um, a tool, but um, so be it. Whatever it is, it's either El Sasser or it's uh, Carrie Buck but they've turned this into a dictatorship because when we got to the meeting yesterday, where we thought we were going to be talking about virtual um, school board meetings, it turns out that they changed the agenda and made it about changing the date from the 8th to the 16th. So what they essentially did was force parents who cared about their kids, care about what's happening in their school district to take time off of work, to find babysitters for the kids that they had at home, to rush there after dropping off all their kids. Some parents could make it, some parents obviously couldn't because it was held at 8.30 a.m. in the morning, which was about the same time as some drop-offs and was shortly there, uh, shortly after some of the drop-offs. And so um, it was uh, put in a position, they put parents in a position to uh, try to attend this meeting because it is that important to the majority of our community um, that um, the, the change was just nonsense because it, it why do we have, a, have to have a meeting about when to have a meeting? Well, the, the meeting, like one of the uh, great speakers that came up on, on, and said is that, let me get this straight, we're having a meeting about whether or not we can have a meeting. Uh, <laughs> and we had to have it at 830 in the morning. Uh, so it was uh, on that uh, basis alone was ridiculous. Uh, the, and, but we had it anyway. The, uh, the thing that I want to take up, talk about, because we ended up talking about, of course, the un we wanted our kids on mass. We wanted choice, choice for uh, uh, vaccines. We wanted choice for um, uh, essentially those two items right there. And then we, we talked about a few other things um, and about the dictatorship that is being held. But what I want to speak to in regard to our meetings and want to encourage people. Now, of course, who am I? I I'm not running a dictatorship either, but I just want to give you a, a something to think about that my, my wife and I had, had talked about both on the live broadcast from yesterday and then uh, on the drive home and out to lunch and that kind of stuff. We, um, I, I just would like to um, encourage the parents and the attorneys that show up to represent us as parents is to understand that um, first I understand that there's emotions and I understand that we are angry and I understand that we are tired and that this has gone on long enough. All those things being true, um, there is a level, a level of civility that we must keep as parents. We must keep as the opposition to the 
um, the left who is not making any decisions based on facts, science, common sense, that their, um, their decisions are based, are based on power and could care less about our children. And oftentimes this puts them um, in a, a defensive position, which we as parents, when we get to a point where we go overboard with our rhetoric and our, and our volume and our desire to be heard can increase the divide so much farther that absolutely nothing will get done. And in some cases, we will even upset the people that are on our side. And so with what happened in a couple occasions yesterday is that there was that point of, uh, of, of crossing what I would consider a red line. Now, many of you watching that know me know that I've uh, been a police officer many years. I've trained police officers and in, in tactics and um, I testified in, in, in hundreds of court cases across the uh, United States and Canada in regard to use of force. And one thing I want you to understand is that anytime we lose our cool um, as a police officer, we can often lose our, uh, our opportunity or our ability to make sound decisions. And we get into a place where we begin to sound a little bit crazy and we can lose our audience when we begin to sound crazy. And again, you can say, you can think that I'm, that I'm full of it if you want to, but I just wanted to tell you that I have a, a lot of experience in this area that I, I want to make sure that you understand clearly is that this is true. <laughs> That's all I can tell you is that there, there's a point where you can go so strong, so heavy and for so long that you begin to lose your audience. And so I, I just want to encourage uh, everyone, including the attorneys that, that spoke for us in, so, in some cases yesterday, is that um, you know where that line is and, and try not to cross that line. That uh, I know they have a timer. I know the timer is, un, is unreasonable. And I know that it's not nearly enough time to get your, um, your point across, but you can, you can push it. You can go a couple of seconds over. But when we begin to go to a point where we're screaming over each other, um, um, it, uh, it, it begins to lose something, uh, in many ways. And then we become more of a bad guy than maybe in some cases to not only the people that are on the board, um, which we are, but it, it goes to a point where it's, it's, it's too far. And so I just want to encourage everybody to, to, uh, try to maintain as much, uh, civility and, um, um, you know, uh, the, the volume, and the rhetoric to a point. And I'm, I'm, I have to talk, I have to tell that to myself all the time. <laughs> I'm not alone. Um, uh, thank God I have the Holy spirit sometimes that, that intervenes, but it, it, sometimes I, I, my, I get back into my flesh and I can't stop myself. So, uh, I would like to, I wanted to make sure that that is something that I brought up because, uh, we're going to have more meetings that are going to be, um, uh, heated, uh, cause nothing's going to happen. They're going to continue to push these, uh, uh, the CRT and the mass further and further along until they can't any longer until um, something breaks and hopefully it's uh, it'll be the, the the mass mandate will break and go down and we can go back to normal as, at least as far as the the mass are concerned we still have a long ways to go on crt we have a long ways to go on gender issues we have a long ways to go on u.s history and a whole bunch of other things that i, I think are going to be important so we don't want to lose anybody uh in the fight for the mask when that i think simply will go away just because they can't maintain this much longer because uh countries are no longer mandating 
uh, masks and vaccines in some cases. Um, and we have some other school districts in California who have dropped the mask mandates. And so it's, it won't be long. Uh, I don't want us to, um, to, to lose the audience and lose some of the parents that we have by going uh, too far before we really hit the things that are important. And these, uh, the, the most important thing is education. So let's make sure and uh, be aware of that. The, um, some of the kids did uh, participate in not masking or pulling the mask down to their chin or below their nose. Uh, one of my children, uh, which is the one that I often say is most like me, uh, said that he, uh, I got a call from the, the principal that said, come pick your son up. He's not uh, keeping the mask on and refuses to put it on. So uh, he, I get, I, we got the opportunity to pick him up and um, the other three of my kids, um, I will just say that they felt a little bit uncomfortable about doing it now. And that's not to say they won't do it later. And uh, there were at least four other uh, parents for their families there that were picking up kids. And then a teacher at golden elementary, uh, was told, was shown the door, uh, to leave the school. The, and I, and I understand there were other kids that pulled down their mask and they decided to listen to the teacher and that kind of stuff. And all that is good. Um, uh, another uh, point, uh, that I, I want to talk about this is, is just where we need to consider the children on this. And again, this is just me speaking. You can do what you want. I just, uh, again, we don't want to lose the kids either. And so I think it's important to make sure and have a discussion with the kids and tell them, it, you know, what's going on, that they have the ability to make a choice and we will support them, give them the reasons why we're doing this um, for them. At least we think it's for them, because what I said on the broadcast yesterday, I know to be true. And that is uh, it's an unfortunate thing that has occurred is some of our children have bought into the indoctrination of, of what it means to wear a mask and that it's not really necessarily about stopping a virus. It's just that that's what people want. And so why can't we just wear them just because it makes people feel comfortable type of situation. And it, it, it's up to us to talk to them why we think that that's even uh, that's equally as bad and, and then help them through this because we all have to understand that the kids have more than just us that's on their mind. It's the, it's their friends, the people that they sit next to, uh, they probably respect some of their teachers that they are with and they don't want to upset their teachers. They worry about their grades. There's a whole lot of other things other than just us that uh, is um, working uh, on them during this period of time and may not understand everything that we're doing at the school board meetings and what we're fighting for. Um, and so I, I just want to throw that out there just to have you uh, think about those things if you have not already. Now, many of you probably have. I just want to make sure that you... Um, Keep that in mind as we're moving forward, that it may not be this protest that we ask the kids to participate in and they decide not to, but it may be future ones. And then maybe by then they'll truly understand what's going on and make a decision for themselves. So that's uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up. So the next thing uh, that I think is important uh, to understand is that 2022 is coming up and it's going to be coming up faster than you think. It'll be here before you know it. And I, I think we, it, it, we're a little bit past time to decide who it is that's going to be taking the place, hopefully, of Buck and Freeman and Anderson here in the Placentia Urban School District. And I would like to ask that if there's any parents out there or grandparents or aunts or uncles that live in the district, uh, live in the regions that, are, uh, that belong to Buck, Anderson and Freeman, that you would uh, message me in Messenger or if you happen to know my phone number from somewhere, text me, but uh, I would uh, like to get some names together and 
and, and know who it is that I would consider supporting if it is um, your, your decision to take one of those seats. And um, if, <laughs> if not, if you, uh, not if you, um, uh, you know, uh, are for my agenda, I just want to make sure that you're not Buck Freeman or Anderson. Uh, I, I want to know what your, what your agenda is and what your plans are and what your thoughts are. And if, um, if I can, and if it fits uh, what I think is good for our, our community, I would love to support you. And so that's on an individual basis on a, a on a bigger sense is that uh, as you know, as, as you're watching this podcast or, or watching this um, live stream is that it currently I'm the president of the California parent Alliance. And I know that there's other organizations that have, that, that have popped up, in just our school district, uh, I believe one of them is um, a, um, Yorba Linda Placentia Parents Organization, I think. There's a couple of names I've seen pop up. We have groups of people that have joined up in a, um, a class action lawsuit. And so that's a group of people. So we have these groups of people that are doing kind of, um, they're doing separate things for the same cause, which is to help our district um, push out some of these um, left-leaning um, ideologies that we we no longer can uh, have those things happening in our school. So we have these groups that understand that and want to move those things out, but we're, we may be better off if we, we join together and get together. You can maintain these separate groups, but a, a, a group that's running a, uh, a class action lawsuit may be separate from another group that simply wants to talk about uh, uh, you know, maybe CRT, for instance, or, or our organization, which is more of a statewide organization that's trying to give um, sound information, education, and help other parents understand what it means to um, take back the, the school boards and the school districts. So you can see these are three kind of separate things we got going on. But if we can join together as organizations and meet maybe together, and then once we find out who the people that want to run for these positions as a group um, they'll have a better chance of winning. And um, if we narrow down on the, the two or three uh, people that will be running for these positions, if we can um, organize and become what would be maybe considered a, a political action group of some sort, that we may be able to do something like that um, and, and be a little bit more um, uh, cohesive in uh, putting together a program that will help us get these people elected. Um, and so I would like to um, throw that out there and any of you parents out there or any uh, leaders of these organizations want to talk and maybe have coffee and get together and see what it is we can do to put together a meeting or a, a come to a, a, an agreement on a location where we can all come together and, and, and become organized. I think that will benefit us as opposed to being a splinter groups um, uh, trying to accomplish the same thing and stepping on each other's toes. And um, just understand that it's always better when you're organized as opposed to trying to do three different things uh, and not know what the other people are doing because we can end up step really um, messing things up if we're stepping on each other's toes. Um, I think I covered all those things. Um, yes, I didn't miss anything. All right, last thing. So make sure and get hold of me. Somebody message me, stop me at the next school board meeting. If you see me out and about at one of the supermarkets, if you see me out there, uh, get a hold of me and let's let's talk and see what we can do together uh, as an organization. The last thing I want you to uh, be aware of, if you are not, uh, and I, I'm guessing most of you probably come across Fox uh, 
News Channel or Fox Nation. They have a couple things going out there. Uh, if you've not done it yet, it, and that is to watch the series called The Miseducation of America. I just watched the final one, um, which comes into more modern times of what's happening in our schools today. And it's part five, which is called our COVID-16, as in parentheses, 19 moment. And that's where we are today. And uh, every one of the uh, parts of this um, um, uh, program is awesome. It, it's a great education as to how we got to where we are today and understanding that this did, didn't happen this year. It just didn't happen with the, um, uh, the presidency of, of President Trump. This has been going on for over 100 years the uh, miseducation of our, of our children. And we, again, have allowed it to happen over the years. And I think it will give you a good understanding of what's happening in our education. If you're like me, I did not get involved in the school board and what was going on in the education of our kids until about a year ago. So I'm way behind the eight ball and understanding where our education, um, how it got to where it is today. Um, and it was very enlightening uh, to see what has taken place, not only in uh, elementary schools, but junior highs, high schools, and in the universities. And so this Miseducation of America is a, is a great program. It's hosted by Pete Hegseth uh, of Fox. He's uh, on Fox and Friends, and he does an amazing job. He's a, he's a really great um, host and uh, put together a great program that I think that you'll enjoy. You can uh, join Fox Nation for, I think it's 90 days for free. So that gives you plenty of time if you don't want to pay for Fox Nation to watch that um, that program and uh, kind of educate yourself on the education system and some of the, the words that they use and, and why we're hearing those today. Critical race theory didn't just start. Uh, it, it started happening probably 60, 70, 80 years ago. That was already going on that, that long ago. I was just as surprised as maybe you are in hearing that you think it may be a, a more modern thing. It's been around for a very long time and they've been working up to this time that we're in right now. All right, so uh, check that out. And that's all I have for you today. Just wanted to cover those things for you and see if we could not get together and, uh, and get a little bit organized as we uh, move into 20, the 2022 elections, elections and, um, and, and get out uh, the people that are causing us the most grief right now on the Placentia Urban School District. Those of you that are maybe watching that are in other school districts, um, that's where it starts. There, there's not going to be any changes made in your school district until you get yourself on the school board and other people like you on the school board. Nothing will change um, because they have so much power uh, walking side by side, hand in hand with the school unions that it is a, it is a, I, I hate to say impossible, but I don't know any other way that you're going to make a breakthrough uh, until you take back or take over. I don't know if you've ever had them. So you may have to take over for the school board system for the very first time and become a school board member yourself. Um, we're very proud of our uh, two strong school board members on our, uh, on our board and they have not given in. They've been attacked. Um, they have been, um, uh, you know, they've had um, people come after them to get them to try to resign in many ways that they, as many ways as possible. And they've held strong. So very proud of uh, the ones we got on board. So we'll need more like that. All right, my friends, that's it for me on this issue. I hope you had a great day and we will see you soon. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.